0: Well, a Gallup poll asked people what they value the most in others. At the top of that list was honesty. So they put together a study, what professions do people find to be the most honest? And at the top of the list, number one, nurses. Second most honest profession, according to the surveys taken, military officers. Then teachers, doctors, judges, clergy, then mechanics. And at the bottom end, lawyers, Congress, and car salespeople. Again, people have been asked what it is that they want the most. They want honesty. They want someone that they can trust. The challenge is, as Mark Twain said, action speaks louder than words, but not nearly as often. David in Psalm 62 that we'll look at for a few moments here today talks about the ultimate trust that we have in God. And then he says why that is. In Psalm 62, it's incredibly important to understand that David's life was being threatened. His throne was being threatened. And so he sits down and he writes Psalm 62 and he says, My soul waits on God. He only is my rock, my salvation, my defense. I shall not be moved. Beautiful statement to stop as we move into this new year and people say, you know, who do you trust? And to be able to come along and say, look at what the psalmist said about trusting God because he's the rock, he's the salvation, he's the defense, I shall not be moved. And to be able to stop and say, you know what, Scripture, it is the council of kings. It's not the council of slaves or the council of beggars. A lot of people don't understand, again, their identity in Christ. And if you're in Christ, He promises, now you are a royal member of the royal household. Again, He is the king of kings. And to see our identity from that place and to say, you know what, therefore, I have access because of Christ to the Holy of Holies, to step in to the presence of my Father and say, you know what, I have that confidence. David talks about, God, my rock, my refuge, my salvation, therefore I shall not be moved. Not be moved in a day and age where it seems like people are constantly being tossed to and fro and struggling to find anything to hold on to, especially to find one that they can trust. H. Leopold said, Psalm 62, there is scarcely another psalm that reveals such absolute, undisturbed peace. I shall not be moved, says David, not be moved by circumstances, not be moved by the enemy. As Robert Swords shares, the devil's warfare in your life is to cause you to become discouraged. And cast away your confidence. People struggle with, again, the fear of what others might think. The fear of rejection. What if I fail? As we are here at the beginning of this year, January 1st is never enough motivation to really make a change. But what does drive us to make a change is coming to a place like David and being able to say, God alone, you're my rock, my salvation, my refuge. I shall not be moved so I follow your leading moving into this new year if you need inspiration encouragement motivation come back to Psalm 62 very few Psalms like it in fact it's one of the Psalms where David makes a lot of pronunciations about God's greatness and there's no sense of him then asking for anything it's just proclaiming you are my all in all you're the one I trust fully Robertson McQuilkin shared about being in the sixth grade. There was a bully, he said, twice the size of all the other students. Everybody feared him. One day out on the playground, they were playing with squirt guns and Robertson went to hit one of his friends with this stream of water. The student moved. He ended up hitting this bully. The bully threatened him. He said, I ran as fast as I could through the playground, found a teacher, went inside. But at the end of the day, that bully waited in the parking lot. So he found a back door and ran home. Next day, the bully said, I haven't forgot, waited after school. Robertson went out a side door, ran home. Next day, the bully figured it out and was watching the doors, watching Robertson there in the hallway, looking out in terror. Suddenly he said though, a car pulled into the parking lot, out my dad. My dad said, hey, son, I'm here to surprise you with a special lunch. He said, suddenly, I had this peace and this confidence. Walked out, my dad put his hand on my shoulder. We walked right by that bully, and I just looked at him and said, bye, Jim. The bully saw the size of my dad, never messed with me again. He said, the spiritual lesson is clear. When we know who we are, the counsel of kings and queens and know who we are in Christ the enemy as James says he must flee when we resist him stand up to him Nehemiah chapter 4 Nehemiah shows up in Jerusalem city was destroyed 586 BC they're rebuilding rebuilding the temple they're being mocked by enemies who say it can't be done Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14 he gathers the people Here's his first word to them. Do not be afraid of them. Moving into this new year. Again, what is it that we in our trust and our faith in God are willing to step out and do? I'll share a couple examples that are probably going to be some surprising ones here this morning because I bet you'll recognize some of the names, but you'll be able to see what a nice Nin, the French poet, meant when she said, life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. This is Kyle Maynard. Just a couple accomplishments that he's had. Became a champion wrestler. He lost his first 35 matches. Said his parents were severely criticized for letting him continue. He was beaten up very badly in these matches. Till Match 36, when he finally won, would go on to become a champ. He's an MMA athlete, a gym owner and personal trainer. He's a mountain climber. He also holds a world record in weightlifting. Impressive for any athlete. Why is it so special? Because Kyle Maynard is a quadruple amputee. How did he accomplish all of those things and inspire people all around the world because he had a faith that said, you know what? God is my refuge. He's my strength. He's my salvation. I shall not be moved. Psalm 62, David continues and says this, God is my salvation, my glory, my strength and repeats again, My refuge. People look for who they can trust. May we point them to the one who is that solid foundation in our word and in our deed and in our life. with that same strength and faith that says, I shall not be moved. If you're discouraged, come back often to Psalm 62. If you need inspiration, motivation, just a sense of worship, come back to Psalm 62 and read about the promise of that fortress, that refuge, that salvation. This is Leanne McCoy. She battled cancer twice, but she said the dark time of her life, more so than that, was when her daughter was coming to the end of her senior year of high school. She was involved with somebody They didn't want her to be around. Her daughter had almost $100,000 in scholarships to college. Leanne and her husband said we prayed when she graduated she would commit to college. Instead, when she graduated, she said she wasn't going on to further schooling. Leanne and her husband began to pray that she would not move out and move in With this boy. Two weeks later, the daughter did that very thing. They began to pray harder and said, Lord, please don't let her become pregnant. And then a couple weeks later, the daughter indeed said she was pregnant. Leanne would say, at that point, I told my husband, maybe we shouldn't pray for such specifics. It seems like we are just giving the devil ideas. Broken, questioning God, but again, coming back to the psalm, he is my refuge. He is my strength. I should not be moved. Liam would share that nine months later, this baby was born, and the whole time she had been questioning God, why did this happen? But then she said, when this baby was born, as she would write, She can't put into words how close her and this child are. What a blessing this child is and how this child has helped heal family wounds. And she writes this, you don't fight circumstances, but your interpretation of those circumstances. You don't fight circumstances, but your interpretation of those circumstances. Which is why in Psalm 62, verse 7, it's so important to hear the words of David who says, Trust God at all times. Pour out your heart to Him. And he repeats again, God is a refuge. Trust in Him at all times, even when things don't make sense to say, you know what, but I know in whom I have believed. Even when things seem chaotic, we say, I know in the one I have entrusted my life and my faith. Even when things go the opposite way we have been praying, we can say, I know who holds my hand through this entire experience. And I trust in him and I pour out my heart to him. I love this here. Jim Garrett said, there's a place of playing small, constantly second guessing, stressed, overwhelmed, afraid, confused, wanting more, and trying harder, but never getting the result. Perhaps you identify with one, two, all of those places. And I'll reveal that specific place that Jim Garrett is talking about here in a moment, but there's a place. There's a place to play small, to second guess, to be stressed, overwhelmed, afraid, confused, Wanting things to be different, never seeing improvement. And as Garrett explains, that place is sitting on the fence. Sitting on the fence where rather than making a decision, we just don't do anything. Maybe it's to step into a personal improvement program, but we never actually do it. Maybe it's to commit to pray more, but we don't. Maybe it's to commit to go deeper in Scripture, but we don't. Maybe it's to practice holiness, but we don't. Perhaps it's to have a conversation or not. Maybe to turn off a cell phone and give full attention to our family, but we don't. How do you get off the fence? It's making a decision. It's changing a standard and it's moving forward in Christ and saying, you know what? I won't be afraid and I will trust in him, my rock, and therefore I shall not be moved. Back to Nehemiah chapter four. The next thing Nehemiah says to the people is, remember the Lord who is great and awesome. When challenges arise, when things don't make sense, when the enemy comes in like a flood, remember God in whom we have our faith, who is great and awesome. Neil Anderson says it like this, You're free in Christ, but you'll be defeated by the devil if he can deceive you into believing you are nothing more than a sin-sick product of your past. People are in bondage to the lies they believe. That brings us to this man, Terry Crews, NFL player, actor, comedian, A lot of people know him from those very silly old spice commercials. He himself shared his life changed senior year playing basketball in high school. He said the other team, they were ahead two points, 10 seconds left. He said, they tried to pass the ball five seconds left. I intercepted the pass headed towards the basket. Five, four, three, two, one. He made the shot and he said, I missed. He said, if that wasn't bad enough, the other team and their whole crowd celebrated like it was the most momentous moment in all of history. He said, on my side, the team acted like it was the greatest defeat in history. He said, I wasn't prepared for what would happen next. The next day at school, students and teachers told him he caused them to lose the game. He should have passed the ball. They said to somebody that was a better player. The next day, an article in the newspaper had his name in it, said the same thing. He caused the team to lose this game. And Terry sank into a deep depression all alone, Everybody against him for days and days and days. Then he said, suddenly, one night, alone in the dark, in that depression, in that hurt, in that recognition, a voice inside suddenly said, I took the shot. I took the shot. And he said, in that moment, I realized I didn't need to depend on other people for their approval. I needed to do what I knew was right. And in that moment, I took the shot. And then he said, from that moment on, he's been living his life with this great quote by Emerson. And the quote is this, God will not have his work made manifest by cowards. We are called to move forward forward in strength and faith and say, He's my rock. I shall not be moved. As David closes the psalm, he says, power belongs to you, God. With you is unfailing love. Power belongs to you as well as unfailing love. When you need strength, God is the one who has all power. When you need comfort, He is the one who is unfailing love. One of the best quotes, I think, Charles Spurgeon asked, do you really believe what you preach? Do you really believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life? And Spurgeon responded, you can swing me over hell on a cornstalk. That is how much I believe that Christ is my life. I shall not be moved. As we close here this morning, I want to read something from Christianity today that entails Victoria Brezhnev, quite a stunning moment in history about the rock upon whom we stand. She was the first lady of the Soviet Union for 18 years, married to Leonid Brezhnev. She was described as old fashioned, gentle, and retiring. She rarely traveled with her husband. She hated speaking in public. Her favorite hobby was watching ice dancing on television. While she stayed at home, her husband led the Soviet Union through much of the Cold War. Under him, their military power grew dramatically, while domestic life became more difficult, more impoverished, more hopeless. The Soviet was on the verge of collapse. For Brezhnev and his wife... In this environment, the church did not exist. Never, never spoke of religion, certainly never practiced it. Faith was seen as a weakness in Soviet culture. Brezhnev imprisoned priests and believers, closing seminaries and churches when they got in his way. In public life and at home, Lenin Brezhnev and his unassuming wife were examples of communist atheism. Faith was nowhere to be found, which makes this incident at Brezhnev's funeral all the more interesting when he died in 1982. This would be Victoria's last public appearance. She stood silently without moving at the funeral. Then, just as the service was about to conclude, Victoria made the sign of the cross. There at the center of an atheist empire, she traced the image of hope and salvation over her husband. To so publicly express hope in Christ and an atheist nation was an act of great courage. And in conclusion, the grace and the love of God never stops reaching out to us, even when we run from him he still pursues us. Swing me over hell on a cornstalk. He is our rock. We shall not be moved. on my head I don't have to hold my breath I don't want to fight you anymore I don't want to fight you